from days of long ago comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe. Voltron. Attack teams also sold separately from Matchbox. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works very small man can cast a very large shadow this <laughs> does put a smile on my face once more the Sith will rule the galaxy You are on the Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 121 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi, and my co-pilot for this evening's adventure in podcasting. The young, the restless, the man who has his own song, by the way, out there in the world of R&B and hip-hop, because there's a song called Boot up, boot up. Don't do that to LMI. LMI? Uh, hey, dude, have you heard the song? I have it's not. It's literally called it's Boot Up. It's no. Boot up. You hear it? By the way, you're listening to right now. Let her sing. Let her sing last. Let her sing last. That's right. Boot has his own song. Wow. I don't have anything called Raj Up. <laughs> you don't have anything called Lest Up, huh? This is Usher and Alicia Keys do one called My Boo also. Yeah, ah. but that's a little different. This is like booed up. Yeah. Like, booed up. I mean, like, I know what it means, but. That's true. The young, the restless, <laughs> the man with his own theme song, Carlos. <laughs> the man who wishes he has his own theme song, but he doesn't need one because he is the comic book guru. His comic book licks are here to stick. Mr. Lest's Crunch Crunch. The other guy with a theme song. The man we call El Hombre. The man with the golden locks that live life to the fullest. <laughs> Mr. Eric. It's actually pronounced Strathers. Strathers. How is everybody doing? Good. Doing good. We are on a probably a quick one today because my sister-in-law, Boo's sister, is expecting any second. She's actually on the bed at the hospital and yep. she might have a baby tonight she might have a baby tonight you might be an uncle tonight times two yes i will be a uncle-in-law yes you will be so this might be a quick one because we might get a phone call midway <laughs> and bye-bye and we have to go but hopefully we can get a podcast in so let's do that eric strothers how are you man i am doing really well thank you for asking how are you guys i'm doing great i'm good, doing good. fine i'm doing a-okay less i'm doing great Everything good? Yeah, so far. You're a little more peppy these days, the last couple of weeks? Yeah. It's the holidays. That wasn't very peppy. <laughs> Boo. I'm good. Booed up. Yeah. You doing all right? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Okay, good. Everybody's doing great. Uh, Eric and I had a nice... Eric and I would be having these nice, long, political conversations driving from with me driving to work recently. I mean, it's stuff that we probably can't really talk about on this podcast because people probably get pissed at us, but we, it was a good one today. Hi, Eric. It was, man. And if anybody wants like the cliff note versions of it, I can give it to you right here. Are you ready? You know who sucks? Everybody. And you know what else sucks? Everything. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you tonight when we record. That's it. Pretty That's much pretty it. much. <laughs> That's a mini cliff note show notes. <laughs> you 
That's pretty much you what point it is. in any direction, but, and you're describing a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. You go that way or, or that way, or you hear about that, and yeah. that's pretty much the truth. Damn. Craziness, craziness. Well, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know our last episode, we're about to have Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. We ate a lot. Yes, we did. It was amazing. We went to, I went to a Persian restaurant on the day after Thanksgiving. Eric, did you get to eat everything you wanted to eat? Oh my gosh, it was it was like a dream come true. It was so great. Did you have prime rib, Mr. Gonzalez? Was no, that, that's Christmas. Oh, that's we Christmas. did we did everything else that we talk about on the Christmas special. Oh, that's right. People, that Christmas special is out there and it is great. So make sure you go to blueharvest.bandcamp.com and check out the 2018 Blue Harvest Christmas special. You'll hear all of us. And you'll hear other great, amazing podcasters that you know and love. And all the proceeds go to a great, great cause, the Kessel Toy Run 2, which we're going to have Brandon Manriquez on our podcast next week. So we get to talk to him about it. Yes, I can't wait. And hey, I know I've mentioned this several times, but time is running out. If you want to get some dope-ass rock music and help out the Kessel Toy Run, all you got to do is go to ericstrothers.bandcamp.com and spend a measly three bucks getting the Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, bumper music and theme music EP. Not only will you get a download code for a free copy of the Subliminal Intent EP that I did with this real hot violinist chick named Abby, all (laughs) the proceeds, that's right, all of them, will go to buy toys for the Kessel Toy Run. I will say I had especially great holiday this time around because it was the first time in my life that I actually had breakfast on Thanksgiving. Oh, really? You've never had breakfast we on Thanksgiving? We never have breakfast. We starve. Mm-hmm. We freaking oh, I get it. I get it. You start, okay. starve. Well, this time you had breakfast. Did <laughs> this that make year, you eat less, obviously, or no? Yeah. That okay. means you had later on, I didn't have to, I only had one yeah. plate. So, right. Yeah. But shame. I felt never. like I was. Right, Carlos? It's always. You always starve. Maybe, maybe when we were kids, after, it's right? go outside. Maybe a granola bar. Maybe. Yeah, go outside. And that's it. And this time around, I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to have breakfast, dude. This is legit. <laughs> yeah, I, I ate a lot, man. I ate a lot all three t- days in a row that has this. Yeah, it was bad news. I did, but I went on the scale. It wasn't too bad. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, did, I did get back on the ice, though. I started playing a little hockey, and I almost collapsed and died. But <laughs> other than that, uh, That's everything else happens. was good. Yeah. Right. A year and a half off the ice, and went back out there, and I felt like, uh, yeah. No matter how much you work out, it doesn't matter when you get on the ice. Because when you get on the ice, it's a totally different situation. Or I, w- I would think if you go back to any sport. Exactly. I don't know. I, was- had this, I had this debate with somebody on the ice while I was collapsing and dying. Because <laughs> it's harder for hockey. And let me tell you why. <clears throat> okay. Because in any other sport, you're using your feet. And you're using your feet and your shoes. Correct? Yes. Right. Yeah. On hockey, you have to start thinking about your edges. You're thinking about the way you're turning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In every other sport, you you walk and run every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right? true. I mean, you hockey can... is secondary. You have to think about things yeah. to get back into it. Oh, my God, do I need to do a cut here? Do I need to be on my inside edge? Do I need to be on my outside edge? So that's why it's... it's or, yeah, and if you get too casual and, and... Yeah, if you're too casual, you'll kill yourself. Lean the wrong way. Your feet are going out from under you. And yeah, you're on the sure. most slippery surface in the world, which is ice, and you're on a half-inch blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, you got to debate me, there. boo. You on this one. Yeah. What about a swimmer? Uh, what about, you use your arms every day and your no. legs. Uh, uh, Try true. swimming with ice skates, though. <laughs> that <be awful. laughs> Michael Phelps could do it. Yeah, he probably could. Be some really big ice skates, though. That's true. And finally, the Olympics would be fair. Ha! <laughs> yeah, really. That's the honest. <laughs> he has a very, very big banana hammock too. I don't know if you've seen it. Who? Michael Phelps. All right, we are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. You would think it's podcast like now. This is podcasting. They got all the scoops and the poops from Mandalorian. Listen to them; they're unbelievable. All the scoops, all the scoops. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners with our boys. By the way, a big congratulations to our boy Mike Pappas who got married. That's right. He, he called me from Turks and Caicos on Thanksgiving Day on the sand. Probably to uh, rub it in a little yeah, bit. I would imagine. But also to wish us a happy Thanksgiving. Aww. And he wanted me to say hi to all you wonderful people. That's awesome. Very nice of you to do that. And congratulations, sir. And uh, you and your beautiful wife. Also, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmissions, Idiot's Ray, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Check all of those out. Go to makingstarwars.net for all that information. That's about it. Check us. Oh, by the way, we got this raffle thing going on. 
And I want our listeners to play and win and do all that stuff because I want to give it out to one of our listeners, Mm -hmm. not to some just rando, but check (laughs) out, review us on iTunes. And I know I put review, I put five star review. You don't need a five star review us. Just review us. I don't care. Be honest. Review us for whatever. And uh, give us five stars, please. Yes. (laughs) And take a screenshot and send it to at the Sithless on Twitter or at the Sithless on Instagram. Um, Yeah. You'll get a chance to win. We're going to pick a winner with a cool swag. Me and Eric got in a huge debate today. Oh, yesterday about calling it swag or gear. Correct. Well, okay. So here's the deal. The term that people think they're using when they say swag, what they really mean to say is swag. I was just about to say that. Swag stands for stuff we all get. And it's when you go to like a convention for work and everybody gets this bag full of all these. But that's what we're giving out. I'm giving out a bag full of goodies that you're going to win and you're going to get. That's what I was thinking when I said it. Because we, we aren't all getting it. Swag oh. would be if we gave every single person who listened to this podcast, not only did you get your ears full of goodness, you also get this bag of blah, blah, blah. Oh, so the I podcast itself is swag. The stuff you're trying to give away is swag. Swag. Okay. Well, if you win, you'll get a swing. You know what that means if you're in Wayne's World. Or you can go <laughs> swing in your PSD underwear. Oh. That's right. And you probably can't because it'd be so tight because those things are so tight. So you won't swing. be able to prohibit the swing. Instead. And you'll get your little ding ding, not swing swing. <laughs> All right, let's get into some geekdom. Oh no! Let's talk. Well, since we're talking about PSD, what a great segue! This is the PSD box office report brought to you by none other than those crazy guys with those crazy underwears that we all know and love. PSD. It was a massive five days at the box office. The last three days, of which resulted in the largest Thanksgiving three-day weekend ever. Disney's rough breaks the internet with the second largest Thanksgiving five-day gross of all time by MGM, and followed by MGM's Creed 2 with the largest holiday opening ever for a live-action film. I saw Creed 2. You saw Creed 2? Okay, we're going to talk about that in a second. Oh, I want to know, because I haven't seen... I've been really lagging on the movies. Mm -hmm. Wreck-It Ralph made $56 million, Creed 2 made $35 million, and The Grinch made $30 million. So a big, big weekend. Less, Creed 2... What's your take on it? Uh-oh. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, amazing! Okay. Ultimately, what it did for what it does for the Rocky slash Creed franchise is there's so much. It, it it helps you recognize the stakes. Like it helps you recognize the reality or like the pressure of what's going on. And I really what what's going on in boxing? What's going on in the world? It's just what's going on in their lives in general. Oh, okay. And then the fact of the matter is, is as a boxing movie, the inner like just using boxing, like having Max Kellerman, Jim Lampley, Roy Jones, they were in it as the commentators, and it's I love boxing. That's one of my favorite sports to watch is boxing. I really follow boxing, so. That's one of my, like, it was right up my alley, but the idea of, and we talk about reboots and all that stuff and like reimaginings, but the idea that we're following the children of these, these uh, characters works every time. Cool. I'm all, I'm all for it. If they do a a third one, I'm going to be there. Non-spoilery. Uh, yeah, it yeah. it gets a Sithless seal of approval for sure. I love the first one. That first one was, was great. The Drago thing, man, answers everything because it was an open plot thread. If you think about it, yeah, it was. We didn't After get... Rocky Four, you don't know what happens exactly. Like, I mean, it's easy to guess. Yeah, but I mean, it could have easily taken him out and shot him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you lose her, and like that's it. If it dies, it dies. Yes, <laughs> he does. But to Find those plot threads and then say we can build off of this is just a genius thing to do. And this was that was this was without Kugler, by the way. Yeah. No, and it was fine. It was fine. Okay. Fine. Wow, okay. Well that's 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 a testament to the uh to the franchise. Uh key question. So like in Rocky One, the original Rocky, you like you said, you see Rocky's life. 
You yes. see what he goes through. He's not just a boxer. You know, he's a, uh, what is it? Uh, not, not a loan shark. What is it? He was a collector. Collector, exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that, where you see that there's more to him and more to his life than just boxing and the shitty things he goes through. Mm-hmm. Is that, do they touch on the same kind of. So, feel first and foremost, too? it's, he's 1978 Rocky. Oh shit. He's got the tenant. He's got the, the rubber ball. He's yeah, got well, he the had hat. that in Creed. Yeah, but it's even more prevalent now. He's more into Rocky okay. now. Okay. Back then, he was like, I'm done with that life. You know, in Creed, it was like, I'm done with that. I just want to run my restaurant. Uh-huh. This time around, he's he's Rocky. Like, okay. he's, he's back Mickey. in it. And he's more Mick now. So he's more Mickey now, too. Okay. So, yeah, Salone was really damn good in this one. Okay. Really good. He was, he was nominated for Golden Globe and Academy Award. Mm-hmm. He won the Golden Globe, but he didn't win the Academy Award. And then... Michael B. Jordan's him as Adonis and embracing that he embraces who he is. He embraces his father and then he ends up. Don't tell us. Sounds well, great. Well, great, man. You really pumped me up about this. Yeah, dude. And it will. And we like to work out. Shame on anybody, man, because the level of workouts oh, that those dude. dudes no, that I mean, Drago's son does and that Michael B. Jordan Michael is Jordan putting is in. Specimen. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, man. Oh, Drago's son is huge. Crap. He's huge. But Michael B. Jordan, I. I've never seen a transformation like that, dude. Oh, he is. Yeah, it was. I was like, up. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. I'm, well, I'm glad. I'm here. glad that that you loved it so much because it's getting me excited about it. By the way, it looks like Venom has apparently uh, surpassed Tobey Maguire's 2002 Spider-Man in terms of total gross and Wonder Woman. By the way, hmm. crazy, crazy. It's at 821 million worldwide. Kudos. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And how come nobody is saying that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, That's people it. are people are talking about this, but uh, apparently, yeah, I mean I guess. It was cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Was, I'm sorry. It's at eight hundred and twenty two million. Yeah. Eight hundred and twenty one million was one Roman. Um and eight hundred and twenty one also was Spider Man and it has surpassed them. That's crazy. That is crazy. And it's 211 domestically, 610 million worldwide. It really hit home worldwide. Yes. <laughs> this is crazy craziness. And this has opened up all kinds of things. Now, they're thinking about making all kinds of films now, Sony. Yeah, Disney won't In be this Spider-Verse. Spider-Man back yeah. anytime soon. Exactly. Well, let's. I think it's time for Eric. Get into a little Star Wars. Sweet man, sweet. Well, hey, speaking of Creed and the original Apollo Creed, Creed. Ooh, I love this. Check this out. Yeah, man. So it's Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net has said that from his sources, it's all it's confirmed that Carl Weathers is appearing in the Mandalorian. And I think the article that Jason wrote said that he's already filmed sequences for it. Mm-hmm. It sure did. So let me ask you this. Remember the original picture that we saw of the Mandalorian of a, a person who's in a man in Mandalorian armor. And they were like big and muscular and were like, who is, who is that? And then do you think it's him? Ooh. I'm not saying do you think he's the Mandalorian, but do you think maybe it was him in that shot? Very possible. I mean, I think Carl Weathers is bigger than that guy. Carl Weathers is still really big. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's on a he's on a show, like a cop show or something. One of the Chicago shows, if I'm not mistaken. Still? Yeah, I think so. And he's still very, very big. Very big chest, very big shoulders. I mean, the guy in that picture... That dude is really big, so mm-hmm. it's possible. I think they just put some rando in there, and then later on we're going to find out that it's uh, Pedro Pascal's part. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily he was in there, but Pedro Pascal's part. But that's interesting. I love, I love that Carl Weathers is in it. I mean, for us, he yes. is one of our kind of, you know, heroes from back in the day. Action Jackson, Predator, yep. we got the Rocky films. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm all for this. All for this. Have Carl Weathers and I mean, yeah, Star Wars as, as, as far as representation goes and, you know, being able to pull from back in the day to the, you know, 
wax nostalgic, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a great, exactly. great thing. We don't know what type of character he's going to be. No, not yet. Because I can't see him as an intergalactic gangster, you know? No, he might be the mentor to Pedro Pascal. He might be... Oh, like a warrior? Yeah. I could see him being like... a gunslinger from back in the day? I could see him being kind of like the in-between guy. Kind of like the contract guy. Oh, that too. Let's yeah. him, you know, he has, oh, like, yeah, he has like an office. Uh, you know, he come in. You, you got a come job see over me. here. Yeah. I got a job oh, over here. Need this guy. You bring him here to me, and I'll handle the rest. I'll get you paid. That kind of kind of like a friend, but it's a business kind of thing. Did you ever guys ever watch Magnum PI back in the day? I know they rebooted it now, but remember? <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Okay, yeah. so Eric, remember TC? the guy? Not obviously not Tom Selleck, not Magnum, but the other guy, the handler, the guy Higgins. Higgins. Yeah, TC Higgins type. It was Magnum TC and. Higgins. Yeah. So. Kind of like Higgins. Like, he was that exact guy mm-hmm. you were saying, Boo. I mean, Carl Weathers is great in everything that I've seen him in. I mean, his <laughs> he's got good acting chops. He's big. He's tough as nails. And, you know, look at Happy Gilmore. The guy's hilarious, oh too. God, I forgot about that. Yes. So fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a really cool ad. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what he's going to do? But I think I'm it's loving neat. being a Star Wars fan. I can tell you that mm-hmm. much. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, so yeah. No, I just, I'm, I'm super stoked on it. I think that, I think knowing this, but still knowing nothing about the show adds a layer of anticipation that's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's torturous and delicious all at the same time. That's a sentence. So, yeah, I'm, I think it's really cool. Boo, that was your nickname in high school, isn't it? Torturous. I hope that was your not. slogan. <laughs> we used to wear we used to wear a shirt that said "Torturous" on the front, "Delicious" on the back, and then I, you just play. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, Les is just shaking his head. That's all he's doing. How about this amazing Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures, Eric? Okay, that came out of nowhere today. Suddenly. New YouTube channel, Star Wars Kids, pops up today and has the official trailer for Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. And it's a series of shorts that just the cuts and the action and the animation is so good. I love the style of it. And I wish that I had been able to watch it with my son especially but and he, and my daughter too i think she would dig it he's just a little bit younger and i think it would really speak to him but to get their take on it and see what they think because it is neato it is really cool and i think it's a genius idea for disney and lucasfilm mm-hmm. they put out an article today so it's here here's what it says here is the debuting on the all new star wars kids.com and the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. First of all, I didn't know they had a StarWarsKids.com. Is that new as well, Eric? Yes, sir. I actually just saw that in the YouTube uh, description of the video. Yeah, that's cool. On November 30th is when it all comes out. The first six shorts combine original dialogue, music, and sound effects with bold new animations and fun educational add-ons designed to help older fans, parents, and other mentors to welcome kids in their lives to explore the galaxy far, far away. Additional shorts featuring fan favorite characters will debut in December with regular releases following in 2019. Here's also what it says. With a galaxy of adventures, we wanted to craft something that allowed parents to help their kids take their first step into a much larger world. Ah, oh, very nice. Whether they were ready to show their kids the films or wanted to find new ways to explore the content, James Wan, Lucasfilm Vice President for Franchise Content and Strategy, tells StarWars.com. So this is very cool. The dynamic animated adventures are only part of a multi-prone initiative under the Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures banner and the beginning of a year-long celebration of Star Wars storytelling, which will culminate with the final chapter in the Skywalker saga, Star Wars Episode Nine, in theaters, December 2019. Let's uh, take a look at this thing. In the Star Wars Galaxy, adventure awaits in a thrilling new series of shorts. Whoa. God, that looks great. So team up great. with your friends. Princess Leia's badass. <laughs> Grab your lightsaber. Dude, oh, man. Remember, it's like a mixture of enemies. Watch like, that. Oh. Ignite <laughs> the blue. Fix your starship. It's like an animated rock video. It like is. an animated it's like MCG. Now, here, here comes a shot. So there's Yoda and Dooku. This. This. Oh. Exactly. Oh. 
from from the end of Rogue One. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, stand up to evil. Oh, this is direct scene. I want to know what happened to the planet they sent you. I don't know what you're talking about. Damn. Chewie looks badass. I can't wait to see him. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. It is really cool. Why are they calling it Star Wars Kids? Just call it Star Wars, man, because... I, I'm not a kid, but that shit looks oh, amazing, and I'm going to be watching is, that. This is see, like this interests me a whole ton more than Rebels or Resistance or even Clone Wars or anything like that. That looks amazing. That looks really cool, right? And, yeah, and for it's, sure. It's like dialogue, music, and sound effects, and everything. That just looks mm-hmm. so fucking cool. And, and to be that guy and to be a little anal, the only reason why it's for Star Wars kids or Star Wars kids <laughs> is because you're not going to see limbs chopped off. Yeah. But other than that, it's still beast. I, yeah, but that Damn. scene, there's a scene where they show the Rogue One, the end of Rogue One scene where Vader goes in and fucking The hallway and slices up Yeah, dudes. he has a dude yeah. pretty much suspended up in the air and probably choking him out. That yeah. was badass. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was. Dude, that whole thing is metal as can be. Yeah, that's heavy metal, like the actual animated heavy metal. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, that uh, was really cool. When Luke got the saber from the scene in a new hope and ignited it and his hair flew back and like everything was blue. That's what every kid in their head imagined what it would be like to light that thing up. Oh my God. Oh, I wish five-year-old me could see this. I would have lost it. Yeah. So I was thinking when I was watching, like, man, if this was out back in the day, holy yeah. crap. That's the uh, anime power up kind of thing right there. Oh yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. an anime, whenever a hero like reaches a new level of power, like, their hair goes into okay. this like awesome rock god. Like, question for you guys: What? So is that 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 didn't look like a typical anime to me? But what what kind of style was that? That's a new thing, man. Yeah, that's kind of like okay. a blend it's like of a couple hybrid things. version. Yeah. That's a a new kind of, and you know what? I I dig it. I dig mm-hmm. it. I'm in, I'm in. That's that's what I'm talking about. As far as like an animation style, I dig that a lot. Yeah, that was very cool. I this is some new shit. Then that's nobody was even talking about this. This just like popped out of nowhere. No, because that's yeah. what they can do. People so need to cool. just, you know, when content is released, let them steer the ship. Like, yeah. Disney knows what the heck they're yes, doing. They do. So well, people will bitch about this. Watch. They better not. They're man. trying to reinvent the wheel. That's sacred ground. You can't redo those. Well, that wheel can roll right over those dudes yeah. and keep on going, man. <laughs> and the machine is gone, guys. Yeah, Horses yeah. out of the barn. So right. y'all need to just chill. Because this was amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. You'll have your Obi-Wan movie, guys. You'll have it. Or TV show. We're not even going to talk about that bullshit mm-hmm. rumor. <laughs> but you'll have your Obi-Wan film. <laughs> I feel I feel dirty even calling that a rumor. Because, ugh, it's just... I know, that I didn't want to talk about it. That's why I was like... Yeah. Do you know You're the one that mentioned it, Araj. Oh, you don't know what you guys are ta- we're talking about? Good. I don't want to... Sp- View it on you guys. Okay, so here's what I will mention though. I've been seeing a lot of fan films being promoted and, and yeah. pushed out there. Right. I guess. I mean, they look pretty cool. It's always been a part of Star Wars, but yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen any of these new ones. They, they look pretty cool, but I'm not going to go too far into those. <sighs> All right. I'll tell you what the rumor is off air because I don't want to give any credence hmm. to the rumors. <laughs> Rumor has it. Is there any other, other than that amazing thing we just listened to and talked about, is there any other Star Wars stuff that we need to dive into? There is one thing that we should probably talk about, and that was how over the Thanksgiving break, my kids and I, my wife got sick of us watching The Last Jedi, so we came up to my office and got all my action figures and reenacted the throne room scene with all my six-inch Black Series figures. That's wow. the news, baby. That's badass, man. That is news. That is <laughs> my really kids are news. Awesome. That is really good news. Speaking of reenacting that, so what is the scene that you guys want to see out of the original trilogy, if not, if you haven't seen it yet, on this trailer? What is the scene? For me, I will go first just because I don't want Boo to take it from me. Uh, it'll be different though, Boo. My favorite scene in all of Star Wars, all of Star Wars, is the scene on Bespin where Vader and Luke first encounter each other. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. I think it's one of the greatest scenes in film history. It gives me goosebumps talking about it. And hearing James Earl Jones' voice, 
is just unreal during that mm-hmm. scene. He is so diabolical. Is this an empire? So yeah, yes. an empire. And yeah. Best and they try to sink Luke into the carbonadium. Well, the carbonite chamber. Mm-hmm. You can call it carbonite. Force jumps out of that thing. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about him walking up to the plank where Vader's just standing on the stage, pretty much, mm-hmm. right on that yeah. area. And he, they both ignite their lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! If I, I hope that's. It's anime. going to be. It has oh to be. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, mine would be uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. Their fight on Mustafar. Anakin and Obi Wan's fight at on Mustafar. But I don't think. Revenge well, that might Sith. be coming. That's the prequel trilogy. That's the prequel yeah. trilogy. It's not going to. Oh, be that's right. Yeah. Night- so I don't think it's going oh, to. Oh, I got excited. I got myself excited for. Night- well, <gasps> they did show Yoda fighting Dooku. Dooku. That is very true. That is very true. Oh shit! You're right. So there you go. Boom. Oh, are we sure that was Dooku? Well, yeah, that was, was Dooku, Dooku standing over him. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Struthers. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I'd, okay. I'm happy My to space. happy to help, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Probably the speeder bike chase. Oh, Ooh, good one. Whoa, just sound, oh yeah, just the sound effects in the speeder bike chase would be cool. Good one. So just yeah, watching that would be, and with that style of animation, mm-hmm. the oh, trees the flying by, yeah. just the yeah, just oh, the, the, the sheer real, because with the. The movie, the live action, as great as the special effects are, animating it, you can do all kinds of stuff. I can hear the speeder bikes right now. Yes, and you got just the, no, I literally the limit. It's <laughs> limitless what you can do. Yeah. Uh, uh, another one to piggyback off of less is, is maybe they could even do it better, shorten it up a bit, is uh, the pod race scene. Oof. Make it a little bit cooler, maybe yeah. a little bit more intense, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, because you know? watching Luke in his, right in the clip, they show him... In his own little vehicle, take driving around. That right? was a sand speeder. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, even that. watching that little thing, you know, mm-hmm. just seeing the effects, that was still pretty interesting. Dope. In that scene, did we see three PO with Luke or just Luke? I thought it was just Luke. I didn't. I see think that. it was just yeah. Luke. Yeah. In That's there, interesting. Just, just so the, maybe they're along. taking their their. Uh, we're going to see little different versions. We never just see Luke by himself in the no. speeder, do we? There's never. Some, there's always somebody in the, in the speeder with him. Yeah, it's so civilized. The only time I think he is alone is when he. Finds out about uh, Uncle Owen, and then he goes and, ah, and, and he tells him, "You're right." But do we see correct. him? We see him pulling up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Him, do we see him cruising around? That might that's be. Yeah, because be. I, I I was trying to remember. I think that might be the only time. Not 100 yeah. sure, but I think yeah. so. barbecued Uncle Owen in Emru. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. I think that okay. My first, I want to say is well, they're both from Empire. Since you guys took some of the good ones, would be the attack on Hoth. With the the oh, ATATs, the ATATs, and the snow We're gonna speeders. See We're going to see that. And another one from now. This isn't as action packed, but I think what you could do with it in animation would really be cool. Is the scene where Yoda gets the X wing out of the swamp? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and the music. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, I think that could be really cool. I mean, to me, that's one of the most epic scenes in the films, period. And it would be hard to beat because of the speed of it is great for film. But, you know, with this animation style, <clears throat> dude. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. Thank you for bringing us that amazing clip. And thank you for the Star Wars report, Mr. Strathers. Well, I drew all of that myself today. I've been I've been really busy. <laughs> busy Animated, produced. <laughs> was he put in the sound? Did all audio. the voices? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the last thing I'll say is, if you get a chance with this video, because of the style of animation, drag through it and let it stop and look at some of the stills because, like, you don't get that weird between frame, uh, like blurriness. Mm-hmm. Like you're just getting straight up. Looks like a. a comic cell made just for you and you see some of them like the where yoda is launching himself at dooku there's one spot in it where he's like completely engulfed in the like the sunset that you see behind him (laughs) man this thing looks great so good all right let's get into some random schmeals let there's some uh cowboy bebop news yes there is i know that Les and Boo are going to be very, very excited. I got this from Forbes.com. Netflix is heading to space with a new group of bounty hunters. The streaming giant has handed out 10 episodes straight to series order for a live action adaptation of famed anime entry Cowboy Bebop. Now, we've talked about Cowboy Bebop back in the day. 
I remember when that was. That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. The series yes. was previously set up at Amazon Studios and landed at Netflix after the former passed on it. Based on the 1998 Japanese anime TV series from writer Kane Kunga, Cowboy Bebop was a worldwide phenomenon and is widely considered one of the biggest series in, animated, in the animated genre. The live action tells a jazz-inspired genre-bending story of Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, Frey Valentine, and Radical Ed, a ragtag crew of bounty hunters on the run from their past as they hunt down the solar system's most dangerous criminals. The next Netflix series arrives as a live action featuring, oh my god, I didn't know this, feature take starring Keanu Reeves has been toiling the development in Fox for nearly a decade. Okay, so... Keanu Reeves has been wanting to do this for over the last 10 years. I wonder if he's going to be involved in this. Now, that'd be cool if they were able to snag him and get him to play Spike. Yeah. Because that's all I can see him being is Spike. I very, very that. cool. What's I, your guys' takes? I uh, dig that a lot. Go ahead. Please talk. Yeah, each other. Um, was it? I, I did not know about the Keanu Reeves news. That's really interesting. Um, I dig him being Spike. I can see that working. Really well. That, that's if they are able to get him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's an if. Especially after his work in um John Wick and all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has revitalized himself in my eyes and in, in, in Hollywood's eyes as a badass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so absolutely. It, it, it wouldn't be the same exact character, but uh he could use a couple of parts from John Wick and stuff and John like Wick that. John Wick 3 just finished and they're in post-production. Oh, awesome. Um yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited. Netflix does a good job. This would be a really big test if they could do this right, taking a Japanese anime and uh, something so beloved as this and doing it correctly. That could be huge. I I know a lot of people disliked uh, Death Note. Yeah, I, people I, did I, not like that. I, I knew a lot of people disliked that a lot. This this could be a big chance into a for into a foray of stuff that's man just well, and they're already putting their they're cornering the market i guess mm-hmm. on the live action anime adaptation netflix mm-hmm. yeah so they they did uh bleach which is oh that's right my number two anime of all time possibly number one i love that that show and that movie was actually surprisingly very good dedicated it looked it was basically ripped from the first arc of the whole thing so cool as far as uh cowboy bebop it's a cult, like, this thing has a cult following, so yeah. they gotta get it right. But I, I trust Netflix. Mm-hmm. They really haven't dropped the ball, Mm-mm. even though they're losing some major content. And for them, this shows them that, hey, look, th- this is the direction we can go. And maybe that's what they become. You know, they produce original content and then they say, hey, look, we'll live adapt anime and make it work. So, Crazy. or at least, you know, experiment be able to try to find what works what doesn't work they got to get ready for disney plus so maybe this is their because disney plus is to get in there and disney plus is the guy that's in solitary confinement and gets released onto the yard for the first time and everybody's like no 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 he's he's juggernaut in deadpool too when he finally yeah that's what disney plus is about to be and netflix is just hoping that they don't get ripped in half yeah and everybody's just like oh oh, yeah okay what a what a great segue there boo you like that I think we should talk about this new Deadpool Christmas special, mm. which is actually a Blu-ray. <laughs> but it is super cool. Fox is releasing a new cut of the film in theaters for a special limited theatrical engagement this holiday season, which is cool because I want to see this in the theaters. The new cut of Deadpool 2 will be rated PG-13 and includes a frame story with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool telling the story of Deadpool 2 to a kidnapped Fred Savage, which is a jokey ripoff of the frame story from The Princess Bride. The idea was conceived by Deadpool 2 writers Ryan Reynolds, Rhett Reese, and Paul Wernick, so it's not exactly some shameless ploy by the studio to simply make more money. This comes from Cinema Blend. And we have the trailer, and I think it's pretty visual, but there's some funny takes, mm-hmm. and I think we should take a listen. What do you think, Eric? I think you are right. And here's Deadpool uh, 2, right. Once Upon a Deadpool. Right before Christmas, a good guy in red is coming to theaters with his new sidekick, Fred. Why am I here? You're in a PG-13 version of Deadpool. Filtered through the prism of childlike innocence. I'm a grown And nobody man. does childlike innocence like you, Fred. <laughs> nobody. I need you almost as much as you need me. I don't need you at all. You need me to untie you once we're done. Oh, my God. I want those Cheetos. Hi. <laughs> I loved your working up. Sorry? He's talking to two old people holding a balloon. 
Don't so get too attached. Oh my god. Kind of prefer Marvel movies. This is great. We are Marvel. Yeah, but you're, you know, Marvel licensed by Fox. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Whoa. You were nicer as a kid. They did PG-13. That is the best line ever right ever. there. Ever. That was the best line ever, ever, ever. <laughs> ever. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that was so great. That was so great. So check yeah, that, that is out, guys. Good. Uh, we should definitely try to see that in the movie theater, at least. That'd be <laughs> Do you, great. We should wear ugly Christmas sweaters when we watch it. <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> you imagine showing I up? think we should. I think we should do in that. Deadpool, Deadpool-themed ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh, man. That was really cool. By the way, Aquaman has screened. Yes. Yes. And there's some <clears throat> uh, critics out there. Well, not critics, but people that cover these kind of amazing movies like Sean O'Connell and Jermaine Lucer, Sean O'Connell from Cinema Blend and Jermaine Lucer from io9 and then Brandon Davis from comicbook.com. They got to watch it and they had some stuff to say about it. So before I read this, I want to get your guys' take on what you think they, you think it is positive or do you think it's negative? I'm going to go with you, Boo, first. Positive or negative? I think it's positive. Less? I'm going to say it's middling. Okay. Like in the middle. Eric? I, I think it'll probably be... I think it'll probably be in the middle, too. Okay. Well, let's read him. So, Sean O'Connell from Cinema Blend, this is what he said. Chalk up a big wet win for DC. Wet win. Aquaman is an epic swing for the fences adventure that plunges fans into an incredible creative world. Goofy in spots, but it's rollicking fun. See it on the big screen if possible. So, that's a positive. A really mm-hmm. good positive. Jermaine Lucer stated that while there are parts of Aquaman that don't work, overall, it's an enjoyable movie. Aqu- this is what he said. Aquaman is a big, fun, wild ride. It is unbashedly melodramatic and over the top with the largest, most ambitious scene, sense of scale imaginable. Parts of it are kind of bad, but they're not the majority and oddly still fit in with the cartoony tone. Second best DC movie. Yeah! Exclamation point. Brandon Davis from comicbook.com said that Aquaman achieves a good balance of realism and fantastical. Aquaman is great. James Wan made a really unique superhero origin film, often crossing into fantasy epic territory, but grounded in family and discovery. Huh. It kind of sounds like Star Wars. Remember, James Wan keeps saying this is the Star Wars of, of comic books. The world is visually incredible. Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry is totally badass. And Patrick Wilson is a standout. So, and the last one from Slash Films, Peter Skatera commented that while Aquaman feels like an early entry from Marvel from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's not a bad thing. He also mentioned in a follow-up tweet that many elements of the movie he didn't like have more to do with decisions Zack Snyder made that director James Wan inherited. Aquaman is, this is what he had to say, Aquaman is better than expected. It feels like a Marvel Phase 1 movie in, in a good way. It's at its best when it's having fun and not taking it too seriously. Black Manta is a great villain that comic book fans will love. Some truly spectacular one shots and good action. So this is all great news. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. I'm really uh, encouraged by all this stuff. Nothing too bad. No, at all. Even with Venom, we heard, you know, it's a great fun flick. The plot's kind of wacky and kind of you know blah blah blah. But this one seems pretty positive. Mm-hmm. So very cool, very cool. I'm getting excited. Now, we got an email from The Whim, and I wanted to read it real quick. It says, hey, guys, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm actually getting really excited for the newest Star Wars movie this December. Fuck. I guess we're stuck with Aquaman. I actually have a question that I blatantly ripped off from another podcast I listened to, and it can be in two parts. Since Disney is going wacky making live-action movies from animated features, what movie or movie franchise would you like to see made in an animated feature? Into an animated feature. Part two. What Star Wars live action would you like to see animated? <laughs> this is crazy because Wim had no idea. I got right. this two days ago. Mm-hmm. I hate to go back to the well, but I think Dune would be great animated. You're right. It would be Wim. And a Star Wars, how about the holiday special? Can't be any worse. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Wim. And how poignant and timely is this mm-hmm. thing? We This information literally came out today. Wim sent this message yesterday, I believe. So maybe he's... Uh, Maybe he's our new Jason Ward. Perhaps. Probably not. But we love you, Winmer. We love <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we do. Um, great question. Star Wars part has been done, evidently. And it's not a feature film, but it's going to be pretty damn cool. We saw that. This is a really hard one. 
Yeah, it would, dude, because like, it would go in so many directions. I know so what I'm I would like, like to see. Break into electric boogaloo. <laughs> oh, that was a good one with turbo. Yeah, I was just kidding, but turbo and breaking one turbo was and way ozone. better. Yeah, breaking one was way better. Um, I'm more of a Beat yeah. Street kind of guy. Oh, really? Yeah, it had uh, like a story, and it had you know somebody died, and it had this like, graffiti <clears throat> artist, and it was like a serious tone. It was the staying alive of the hip hop culture. <laughs> I can't well, believe you just said. Wow, did you really that just was say super that? Deep man. Yeah, oh my good. god, dude, that's golly. You, where you want do you want me to go first? Start. You think? Do you want me to go? Yeah, first? yeah. I would love to see two films, and they're both done by Tarantino. I would love to see Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill done animated. Because Kill Bill, to me, is pretty much an anime. And if you watch the film, there's actually anime in the film. Yes, there is. So I think the whole thing would be amazing if it was anime. Anybody else? Want? Yeah, I, I have a couple. I was thinking about Kill Bill as well. Oh, cool. But I was thinking uh, also Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Or uh, I would love to see uh, Indiana Jones animated. Oh. Dude, that's a great one. Fuck, that's a good one. Very good, Pooh. You're right. There's so many. And you, and, and you can pick a couple, and then all of a sudden, your your mind just starts making up more to be animated and see what they can do. Honestly, Predator? Ooh. That would be cool. God be dang sick. it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> really, Eric? <laughs> yes. Uh, no I thought, way. I thought you would say Back to the Future, Eric. No. Hell. Oh, that was cool. cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. That Jeez. Okay, now that's. Seriously, I was, thinking, I was thinking Predator because we were just talking about Carl Weathers. Yeah. Yes, but that Back to the Future is cool. what we would need. There was a Back to that's, the Future animated. But that's what we would need. Yeah. That instead, would be cool. of a instead of a reboot. You know, instead of a reboot. We would need that. Yeah. I'd watch that. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, Eric, for stealing that one. But another one would be, and you really can't touch comic book movies because a lot of times those movies are animated. Right. Uh, Terminator. Oh, nice so that'd pull. That'd be cool. Nice pull. You went with the Schwarzenegger card. Italy, or Terminator 2. Okay. I, I prefer Terminator 2. Yeah. I'd like to see Battlestar Galactica, the movie. Animated. I'm totally kidding, by the way. <laughs> All right, Eric, you're up. Sorry. Did I take you again? Didn't leave Eric? much for you. Battlestar Galactica was your choice. <laughs> how about, depending on how they did it, you'd have to like kind of change it, like rewrite it a little bit just to shorten it up, but the good, bad, and the ugly. Oh. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. One. Yeah, great one. I was thinking of Saving Private Ryan might be pretty cool, too. Just like the World War Two, and, and see what happens. That, the, the Normandy Beach. Animated? Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's what know. happens when you ask a question like this. So you're already your head is spinning, mine is already going. Carlos is about to pull one more, and Eric hasn't even gotten number two. God out. Damn it, Wim! <laughs> this is what happens when you have a good, you know. Uh, well, the the first thing I was going to say was Pee Wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> Man, I, I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna sneak in there right now, and hopefully you can think. I'm gonna yank Predator and give that to you. Okay, I'm gonna throw this movie out that I know a lot gets a lot of crap. But I swear to God, punch, if you if you say what I'm sucker punch, you just go. No, I'm, I'm saying sucker punch would be a badass animated movie. Yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. Sucker punch as wild and out there as it is. Zack Snyder films on this podcast anymore. Uh, I'm sorry, man, but. Animated, that would be legitimately badass, dude. Mm-hmm. Eric, what were you going to say that you were worried that it, he was going to steal? Escape from New York. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. I would love to see an animated Big Trouble Little China, maybe. We could do this. Oh, all Big long. Trouble Little China. Oh, oh, that'd be a good one. Oh, re- <laughs> while you're at it, R- Remo Williams. Remo oh, Williams. Yeah. The Adventure Begins. Yeah. Oh. Wow. This is a great question. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Speaking of how about questions. this? Oh, go ahead. How about who framed Roger Rabbit? Except all the live action people are animated. <laughs> the animated people are live action. That would be a mind fuck. That would be really mind cool. blown. Yes, that would be really cool. Very cool. Now let's, let's go to another person that gives us amazing questions because he has his own segment. Yes, he does. It's on the throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the king 
Hey, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. I just wanted to start off by saying, Les, I totally agree with you. In my house, if we are hosting and I'm cooking, we do a prime rib because prime ribs are awesome. But we didn't host Thanksgiving this year. We do have a Thanksgiving tradition, though. The night before Thanksgiving, we take the kids to see a movie. And this year's movie was Wreck-It Ralph 2. It was a good movie, but it was almost two hours. And it felt long. There were two subplots, one of which they could have done without. But it was it was entertaining. The kids liked it. It was funny. And my favorite part was a part where there were several Star Wars references and a cameo by an actor who has been in several Star Wars movies. I won't spoil it for any. But it brought to mind, I saw in the news a few weeks ago that originally Disney wanted to have Kylo Ren be part of the movie. But Lucasfilm put the kibosh on the Kylo cameo. I guess because they thought that it did not respect the character. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. We live in a culture where media is becoming extremely self-referential. Properties we like, I'm using mostly Star Wars as an example here, but you know, comic books, Game of Thrones, professional wrestling, you name it. Other movies will reference other movies or other properties. And it it happens a lot with Star Wars. And, and I was wondering how you guys as fans, not just Star Wars, but anything really felt about this. Because my feelings about it have ranged from, oh man, that's awesome, when in the early 90s, not many people cared about Star Wars. But then all of a sudden, there's an Energizer Bunny commercial where the bunny is going up against Darth Vader. To other times, seeing Star Wars references on a show like The Big Bang Theory, where they will just throw out terms as a punchline without a joke and expect people to laugh simply because they're referencing things. Now, I'm not someone who takes myself or the things I love incredibly seriously. Uh, You know, I think you can poke fun at the serious characters in Star Wars or in, in comic books. So I don't I don't think things can't be made fun of. But at the same time, I just want to see them treated with some type of respect. I'm not saying fawning adoration, but don't just use things for a cheap laugh like the Big Bang Theory does. Anyway, I'm, I'm curious to get your takes on the matter. If there are any references that you've seen in things that you've liked or have just ones that have just left you shaking your head. Anyway, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, King Tom. On the throne with King Tom, bringing it strong. On the throne. Dropping deuces. <laughs> I love it when I hear references, and you would be surprised how many references that Star Wars has in things that have nothing to do with fandom. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what I love now is that Lorena picks up on it and says, oh my god, they just talked about Star Wars again. Oh my god. It is everywhere, all the time. Using the word force, using Jedi mind tricks, using something about the Falcon. It is in, even in like deep, deep dramas, like this is us, the show, this is us, which I'm a big time watcher of. They talk, they've probably said Star Wars references three or four times in it. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I think it's great. And I, I agree with you. I don't like it when it's like used in a way that. I don't know, that kind of disrespects the franchise, which I haven't really seen just yet. Mm -hmm. But um, I have no problems with it. I love it. I absolutely love it. What do you guys think? I dig it. Like I'll use one as an example in Captain America Civil War when Spider-Man is talking about trying to take down Ant-Man when he does when he talks about the scene and Hoth where they take down the Adat. When it's something useful like that, I dig it a so lot. So cool. That's my favorite part of that whole yeah. movie. So so that's that's very cool. I think those are the ones that, that should be highlighted and should be maybe not done more, but are great. Those are the ones that are just like spot on. Good job. There are the other ones though where they're just kind of references. I think there's a there's a bit too many. I think they should slow down on that just to say it. You know, like, oh look, it's Star Wars. You said something Star Wars. I don't think I don't think that's hundred percent necessary. If it's useful to the story or to an action that's going to happen or something like that, you know, something similar or, or to a line or something like that, that, that continues the story in some way. Yes. But just to make like a reference for reference's sake. No, I, I love the Peter Parker, uh, the last Spider-Man movie homecoming where they had the dead star. And oh, he drops. Yeah. And that drops. That, drops, so that like, kind of shit. Fantastic. Oh yeah. That's I, cool. I, yeah. And I think, uh, guardians used a uh, Han Solo reference or star Wars reference as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the first guardians film, which I thought was really cool. 
But what do you guys think? How about, uh, Les, how about like comic book stuff with you? If you hear referencing comic book stuff in another movie, or how, how about this question? It's a little bit different. What do you think about when you see them having their comics in their comic book movie, kind of like X-Men and Logan did? Sorry, King Tom, for switching your question up. But. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with Boo, with what Boo said. Uh, if you it's useful, up, if you it drives the plot. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get Ultimately, uh, yeah, if, if it drives the plot, if it pushes things forward, great. It's cool. If it's an Easter egg, like in the background or something like that, but if it's forced, I mean, uh, like Carlos brought up how in Civil War, uh, Spider-Man does the, hey, you really seen the really old movie? Then they almost teetered off the edge in Infinity War when he was like, hey, you see that really old movie? Like when they did the alien reference to get rid of Ebony Maw. Right. And it like if you oh so, that was true. So the more you think about it after King Tom posed the question, you go, ah, but it worked. It did work. So it, it saved itself. So you're like, ah, okay, this kind of works. So I mean, I guess you just have to play it by by ear. You know, just go with each one. Yeah. And in some cases, yeah, you look at me and go, oh god, really? Like like Family Guy does stuff, and you go, oh, that's pretty cool. Like they'll say something, and they, you know, do a cut scene, and you're like, all right, that's pretty cool. I'm okay with that. And Family Guy does, I mean, they're based on that. Yes. So, you know, and then there's some shows that that's just their thing. They take, like, Robot Chicken takes yeah, that. Well, that's, yes. Or the Venture Brothers is all the Hanna-Barbera back in the day, you know, the Herculoid, mm-hmm. Space Ghost, uh, Johnny Quest, even the superhero, uh, you know, Fantastic Four, all that stuff. They take all of that and change it into, and, you know, base characters off of that stuff. And it works. So I think it's just, you know, you just got to take it as it comes. Cool. For me, it's, yeah, it's a case-by-case basis. If it's forced and serves zero purpose, then typically I could live without it, unless the purpose is that it's hilarious in the spot that it's in. But, like, I can't think of any that just made me mad. I will say, though, that, like you said with the Big Bang Theory, that's one of those shows where... I can't believe it's still a thing. And I know there's people who love that show. I get it. But for me, man, just there, it, they became not only referencing all kinds of pop culture constantly just to do it, but also referencing themselves. And it's like, all right, you're self-aware now. It's just like, it's just like <laughs> a AI. You got to kill it. It's self-aware. You got to unplug it. Right. It's time to be done. So yeah, when it's when it's like that, man, it's just not fun anymore. It's if it's, it's not clever. That's yeah. the defining line for me. Yeah, good question. Good, uh, good on the throne, King Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, King Tom, man. Lost had a really good. Oh, Lost debate. Had a great one. They did the one between Hurley and Charlie about oh. the Flash versus Superman. I'm moving as fast as I can. In case you haven't noticed, dude, I'm not exactly the Flash. The Flash, he's pathetic. You got something against the fastest man alive? You're insane, mate. Superman can fly around the entire planet in the blink of an eye. Dude, if we're going by a pure foot race, suits would get dusted by the but flash. Why would the man of steel agree to a sudden foot race? Uh, for charity? Yeah, that's kind of that kind of stuff is cool. You know, it just it fits. And yeah, like Eric said, if it's forced, it's like, ugh, okay. In the show, tons of them. I think there's like ten different references. Nicknames and Hurley talks about Star Wars. Jacob didn't say anything to me about Desmond. Doesn't sound like he said anything about anything. It's kind of true, dude. He's worse than Yoda. All right. Y'all head to your heart of the island, and I'll go get the magic leprechaun out of that well. I got a bad feeling about this. And remember, that was J.J. Abrams. So something like that, with those kind of people behind the shows and then give like references and reverence to it. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. So again, thank you, King Tom, for that great question. Now, before we leave, we're going to talk a little Walking Dead. We're not going to get crazy into it again because Boo is not caught up. So send your DMs to Boo. <laughs> slide him a DM. But I will, this, I will say this. I'm up to date. So is Les. So is Eric, allegedly. So... All I have to say is three things. Wow, the show is almost back to form. Wow, okay. Yeah, especially because it's at a point now where there's a lot going on, and I don't know what's going on. 
Oh. Because they're not telling us what's going on. Yeah, that's right. And I love that. All I have to say is Jesus, exclamation point. What the hell happened between the communities? Because that's a major thing right now. Mm-hmm. And Negan. Huh. And this this was the fall uh, season, like fall finale, and they're coming back in February. Yes. Okay. So we'll start talking about that soon. And we'll talk about, once you're caught up, we'll talk about what we're talking Yes. Nar- Narcos has been taking up my time lately. And we'll talk about Narcos Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to talk about that. Next week, I'll, I'll be done with it. So, yeah. It's a I haven't nice. even started it. Oh, you got it. You got to start. It's great. Oh, great. Just so much, so much This Is Us, Too, boo. No. Oh, Jesus. Man. I am all caught up with This Is Us. Though. I'm sure it's a great show, but there's, it is. there's, it is. there's more important things to watch. I know. There. I know. But it is really good. It's a really good, really good show. All right. I think, uh, I think that wraps up this episode. We're going probably straight to the hospital to see. If uh, your sister gave birth yeah. to a beautiful baby girl mm-hmm. named Lucy. That's right. All right, guys. Now, again, please go to makingstarwars.net, thesithless.net. Please check those two out because I want you to check out the information you need to get some toys to hit up the Kessel Toy Run 2 because it's winding down. We're going to have Brandon on next week, like I said, and we're going to talk about it and, and promote it some more, kind of a final push. So please go to that and check out that information. Everything is posted on the Sithless.net and Making Star Wars on that and the very front page. So check that out. Eric Strathers, where can people listen to your beautiful, amazing golden box vocal cords? <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that for a Eric, second, man. I did not know where I was going either. Oh, when I said so, golden box? Is that- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I really feel uh, uncomfortable now. I'm sorry. Uh, but if you want to hear me talk more about Star Wars, why don't you get <laughs> and a lot of Parks and Rec. I have to be quite honest about it. <laughs> Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. We drop new episodes every Wednesday, man. It's some really good stuff, really good gear. <laughs> you get some cool swag. Or swag. I got nothing. Mr. Gonzalez? <laughs> Find you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at less is more seventy. Where you're on a Twitter? Dang. Yeah, that's the handle. Mr. Boot up. <laughs> you know what? You should change your Twitter handle. Absolutely not. Boot up, boo. No. Um, at the Sith list, boo. <laughs> and you can find me sit on my chair editing for the next ten hours. Yeah. Or you can find me at the Sith list. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll catch you next week on episode number 122 of The Sith Labs.
Let's go.